0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day of Philly sports history for June twentieth, two thousand twenty-three. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is Tuesday. Time for a little motivation slash positivity today. It's gonna be a little slightly different um, because there's a little bit of a story uh, that it's gonna go in with this. But had a great opportunity yesterday to play in a golf outing sponsored by a I shouldn't say sponsored, run by a great organization called Links for Lungs. Okay. And many of you may know, you might not know, uh, but my mother-in-law, about, I guess at this point, it would have been eight years ago, roughly, was diagnosed with stage four uh, lung cancer. And the crazy part is, she's a non-smoker, uh, just thought she was sick with a cold or just allergy, whatever, uh, until she finally went to the doctor and they find out that basically it's a genetic mutation. Um, called alk positive and ultimately uh, has nothing to do it's it's not hereditary it's just a, a mutation that, that some people get has nothing to do with lifestyle choices like I said she's a non-smoker so all of that to say she's been very active in just dealing with uh, trying to get research on this because it usually people hear lung cancer they're like oh you were a smoker that's what you get you get what you deserve and i mean and i'm not saying anything probably you guys haven't even heard or thought of yourself that's typically with lung cancer that's what people say uh with this one like i said it's different it's a genetic mutation and otherwise healthy people are getting it so meanwhile this links for lungs um ironically enough is kind of run by it's a national organization but the philadelphia chapter is run by a guy dan wilson who is married to a girl that i used to work with when i taught at people for people charter school so between all of the connections my mother-in-law dan uh, they all met um, introduced me to this this great golf thing this is the second year in a row now that we've had a, a team in it Um, but, and then we went to the dinner last night and it's great. Um, but I will say if you're interested in learning more about, uh, positive, what, what you can do to help folks, because obviously it's everybody, it's, it's non-discriminatory. Um, obviously my, my mother-in-law has adult kids and grandkids now where Dan has two young kids and it's just doesn't, it's not discriminatory. It, It picks, doesn't. Doesn't look for, oh, you're this or you're that. It's it, Anybody is able to get this. So if you're interested in learning more and helping maybe to donate or whatever you can do to help volunteer at some of these tournaments, uh, there's a conference coming up in Philly later this summer. Uh, it was a very, very good time too. They do a great job. It's one of the better outings I've played in. Um, not so much my game, more on that in a minute. But Uh, It's a great cause. To find out more, just do a Google search, Links for Lungs Philly, or go to the website l4lpa.org. gives you more information on Out Positive, what you can do to help. Uh, Maybe I'll see you playing in the tournament next year, but it's a great cause, which leads me into today's quote. Obviously, uh, I mean, we had fun yesterday, but I mean, it's it's sometimes you gotta have fun in the face of some adversity uh, but life a lot of times and I've seen this quote in a couple variations different places life is golf is like life. Um, sometimes you get bad breaks from good shots. sometimes you get good breaks from bad shots, but you play the ball where it lies. and I think with this out positive that's what it is. I mean you have people that were healthy, did things the right way, didn't smoke and boom, there's a bad break. And I just think it's a good metaphor for life and just, listen, golf and life are very similar. You get bad breaks, you get good breaks, good shots, bad shots, and sometimes you don't know. Yesterday, we were hitting good shots and then getting the bounce the wrong way. Um, I hit one shot on a drive where it was my best drive of the day, bounced, went to the left, rolled into the water. If it bounced to the right, we would have been set up perfectly, but... All of these folks that uh, have the ALK positive mutation, again, they live life the right way and just got a bad break on that. So be sure to go check it out. See if you want to donate. The, I know they would appreciate it. And again, it's it's something that's near and dear to my heart, uh, but a lot of fun. Hopefully, I will see you out on the golf course next year. And again, hopefully... <laughs> whew. Hopefully, I mean, I hit the ball well, just got some of those bad breaks. All right, Uh, quick Phillies news. Uh, Derek Hall is coming off the I.L. today just in time for the series against the Braves. It's going to add some pop to the the bench. Uh, I don't know if they're going to put him right back in the starting lineup or not because Cody Clements has been doing a great job. Uh, But they have now options off the bench, so I will take that. Um, it's been pretty quiet on the Sixers Eagles and Flyers front. Um, I know the Flyers today are unveiling uh, some new uniforms which by the looks of it, I saw like a, a leak. they're the same uniforms. it's just like trim design like you don't you're not messing with the orange and black, but like they didn't look much different like an alternative like I don't know, but they're apparently unveiling them today. Uh, obviously the, the big sixers news it's still, Oh, now Harden is expected to sign with the Sixers, which I kind of felt we we thought as soon as they fired Doc that that's kind of where they were going with that, but we'll see. Um, one thing, and I, am, I have been doing it, so if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to check out the question that's associated with each episode. I've been trying to do that with the rivals, but I'm going to do something different um, because I have a free bet I won yesterday from Bet Parks. It's a $100 free bet. And I'm debating on whether to put it on a baseball game today and just kind of, well, I'll pay the juice and hopefully make some money on it. Or should I put it on the Eagles' win total over 11.5 at plus 108? Uh, And I'm torn because I'm right at that 11 number, and I think they could get to 12. But am I being too much of a homer? Should I... Risk it on, say, the Miami Marlins today on the money line, or should I just be patient with a free bet that I have and put $100 on the Eagles to win 12 games this year? I will post that in the question section on Spotify. If you're not listening on Spotify or if you're on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, either send me a message, leave a comment through there. Um Shoot me a text message, hit me up on Twitter, something. Let me know what I should do with that bet. Should I go with a baseball game today? And even, maybe even should, the Phillies are underdogs. Should I put it on the Phillies to win today? Or should I be patient and do an investment in the future and Eagles over t- uh, 11 and a half wins? Let me know. <clears throat> All right, today we're going to go back to 1967. And on this day, June 20th, 1967, the Phillies beat the Mets 4 to nothing. Starting pitcher for the Phillies that day was Larry Jackson. He allowed one hit in nine innings, and it was his 18th straight win versus the Mets. And that dates back to when the Mets first uh, became a franchise in the 60. Larry Jackson, just for whatever reason, had the Mets number. Um, not all of those were with the Phillies, and here is why. He is probably better known for not beating the Mets 18 times in a row, but for being involved in, quite possibly, the worst trade in Philly history. Yes, worse than Von Hayes. Uh, but in 1966, the season before, he was picked up from the Cubs with a guy named Bob Bull for John Herrenstein, <clears throat> Adolfo, I forget Adolfo's last name. Oh, Adolfo Fisher, uh, and reliever, some guy named Ferguson Jenkins. Um, you might know him better as the starting pitcher for the Cubs that won 284 games, had a career 3.34 ERA, which is pretty phenomenal considering he pitched his home games at Wrigley Field, uh, and 3,192 strikeouts. I mean, no big deal. He was a Hall of Famer, three-time All-Star, won the Cy Young Award in 71. Um, but yeah, we got Larry Jackson, who owned the Mets, who weren't quite a good team back then either, so... I would have to say the Cubs made out pretty well on that deal. And it leads to one of the ultimate what-ifs in the Phillies history because they ended up getting... Now, he was he was a reliever. Maybe they would have ended up putting him as a starter eventually. Uh, I don't know if that was sort of like his career projection or whatever. But it, they got Steve Carlton in 1972. So imagine running out of rotation with Ferguson Jenkins, who was a Cy Young Award winner in 71, Steve Carlton, who had already won a Cy Young. or I, I don't know if, he, if 72 was his first one or not. I'll look into that. But in 72, you have Steve Carlton, who had probably the greatest year ever as your top two starters. I think they may have been able to overcome maybe the Big Red Machine or the Dodgers in the late 70s. I certainly think they could both pitchers pitched into the early 80s. Uh, Carlton actually pitched into the late 80s, but just kind of one of those things that yeah, we got Larry Jackson and it almost was Ferguson Jenkins much like some of the other trades the Phillies did where they traded future Hall of Famers, he was like a throw-in. So, but on this day, Larry Jackson won his 18th straight versus the New York Mets. While Ferguson Jenkins was preparing to become a Hall of Fame pitcher. pitcher. <sighs> Speaking of Hall of Fame, phillygoat.com, Father's Day is over. That's fine, but you need something to wear to the beach. Uh, I'm not wearing it today, but I'm very excited to wear the, the new Mr. Sandman's gym shirt as well as the Fanatic with the MLB logo I got. They have all kinds of things going on. Uh, now that the Phillies are hot they've been sending out updates to on all of their Philly stuff just go to phillygoat.com check out their selection of Philly Philly sports apparel Philly based apparel. Um, like I said they, they call themselves Philly goat but they are the goat. I mean the selection they have is is second to none. go check them out use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. that's phillygoat.com. All right, and finally today, it is Rivalry Month still, and this one, honestly, is one of my favorite rivals um, in Philly sports, and this is one that's very personal to me, as you can see from the Temple uh, paraphernalia behind me, Uh, and this is UMass, and University of Massachusetts, it's essentially a dead rivalry now because they're in different conferences, Uh, they rarely play each other, occasionally they'll play each other in football, but um. This basically this rivalry, I think, put the A ten on the map as a nationally recognizing, recognizable conference, and I think also too this rivalry, um, it didn't it doesn't obviously it doesn't have the longevity that like a Duke North Carolina or some of the long term old school rivals do. But I think at one point in the 90s, this was one of the hottest rivalries. Like, I would put this up there, not quite on a Duke UNC level, but nationally, this was a great rivalry. Um, and it wasn't so much Temple versus uh, UMass, it was really John Calipari versus John Chaney. Now, Temple holds the all time edge 45 to 23. But there was a stretch when Calipari got to UMass where they always would beat Temple. It did not matter, and it drove me crazy. And there were so many great games regular season-wise, but it this rivalry was made in the Atlantic 10 tournament. So many great games over the years in the Atlantic 10, and it was funny. I was never worried about beating Xavier, who was also good. I knew that Temple would hold her but when I, when I saw that UMass was on our drawl, I, I'm like, they're going to lose. Um, obviously, one of the big highlights of this rivalry was when John Chaney went into John Calipari's press conference and threatened to kill him. Um, just one of my. and that, That's just the way Coach Chaney was sticking up for his players, and that's just the way he was. Um, but UMass did go to the Final Four in 95. It was vacated because Marcus Canby accepted money from an agent. But just, they were two of the top programs. In the 90s that weren't in like the ACC or Kentucky or UCLA so this rivalry I think really helped put not only the Atlantic 10 but helped kind of catapult Calipari and Chaney for for that matter into like the national spotlight and I think everybody knew about these guys but really this rivalry helped jumpstart both of them and and make them household names Um, I just remember uh, Going in and getting almost thrown out, I had to. I got my sign taken away, but just the big. I worked so hard on it, but it's like the UMass had the UMass script, like the old school. Uh, what are they? The game hats, um, and everybody used to cross off the M and it said U.S. So I walked into the Leacor Center with U.S. and came down to our seats, and I made it about four steps before they took the sign. But that's just like the, the way this rivalry was. So this one, if I had to score it. I'm going to be be try to be subjective here. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5, basically because it's one of my favorite. If it was mine, I'd give it a 5 out of 5. I'd put them right up there with like the Cowboys and Giants. But to be realistic, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. Be sure to let me know what you think in the comments. Is this too high? Should I even include it? But I'm a Temple guy, and UMass is that team. UMass and Cincinnati are the two teams that really, I feel like, just... That those were the two big rivals during this time period. But on this day, back in 1967, Larry Jackson beat the Mets for the 18th straight time. While some young kid named Ferguson Jenkins was preparing to embark on a Hall of Fame career after being traded by the Phillies, be sure to go and do a Google search for "links for lungs, Philly." That's uh, it's L, the number four L, lungs. Uh, I don't know, let me actually let me give it to you right. So I'm not. L, the number four L, P-A dot org uh, for more information about that. If you could donate or, or volunteer time, whatever you can, a- anything helps. Uh, but just like I said, life is like a golf game. Sometimes you get bad sh- bad breaks from good shots and good breaks from bad shots, but you play it where it lies. Go Have yourselves a Tuesday. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.